the dental peppers are uh, small and green, and as they mature, they begin to turn orange. Coming up on OcreCast, Pat Hamilton of St. Augustine, Florida, shows us how to make dattle pepper hot sauce. And Jerry Contouris of the iconic Mayflower Cafe in Jackson, Mississippi, talks about his family's nearly 80-year-old restaurant. The reason for our existence today is a lot of families that started coming to the Mayflower years ago brought their children. Now their children are having children, so those children are bringing their children. This is OkraCast from the Southern Foodways Alliance headquarters at the University of Mississippi. Keep listening. I want to hear the story of how it came to pass of all the dreads and glory it's time for I'm Anna Hamilton, and welcome to OkraCast from the Southern Foodways Alliance. OkraCast maps food culture across the changing American South. This is a storytelling podcast that explores the dynamic people, places, and traditions of our region. You may not have heard of the daddle pepper. The daddle, spelled D-A-T-I-L, is a small hot pepper well-known and loved in Northeast Florida. St. Augustine locals have used daddles for over 200 years, though the peppers aren't well known outside of the area. In fact, the daddle pepper is listed on Slow Foods Arc of Taste catalog of endangered heritage foods. And while no one quite knows where the daddle pepper came from, it's imprinted on Florida's Menorcan population, who were brought to Northeast Florida in the 1700s as indentured workers. The peppers are about the size of a Christmas light, and locals use them in everything from perlos to hot sauces. Last spring, I asked my dad, Pat Hamilton, to walk me through a batch of daddle pepper hot sauce, often referred to locally as bottled hell. So you ready whenever and just sharpen the knife and get out the daddle peppers out of the freezer. Where are they? All right, so we're making daddle pepper sauce. The dattle peppers are uh, small and green, and as they mature, they begin to they begin to turn orange, uh, which are really have a little bit more flavor to them, maybe a little bit a little bit sweeter. It's like uh, a Christmas light, a little bit. It does. It does. It's exactly right. So what we're going to do? We're using uh, Clyde Murphy's old recipe. Fill it up to the top of the peppers. You don't want to breathe it because it'll clean out your sinus. All right, Clyde Murphy was uh, from rural Alabama. He was north of Birmingham, but he was like the first person in his family to go to, to college, and he got a scholarship and went to Harvard and got his Ph.D. in agricultural economics. And he knew how to do everything. Get a big saucepan. Pour in all the peppers. <laughs> yeah, quit it. He had lost one leg when he was in the war. Now, it turned out it was, he lost it while he was out duck hunting on leave. 
the first time we ever met him, Bill and I were, I was probably five and Bill was six when we went over to their house and asked if Billy and John were there and he was out working on his his steps that were steps that went to up the upstairs where the house was and he got that hammer and bang, he hit his foot with his shoe on and he said, ow, and we thought our eyes got real big because he'd hit his foot with his hammer and then he said, damn thing, and he picked up his leg and he threw his leg down the stairs. And our eye, I mean, we about turned around and fled down the street. And boy, he thought that was the funniest thing. So he was that kind of guy. <laughs> Stir and mix it all up. Woo! Every once in a while, he'd show up and he'd give you 15 or 20 pounds of wild boar sausage made with dattle pepper. Fabulous. And he would sit and eat dattle peppers that were soaked in vinegar on saltine crackers and drink beer. I mean, he was kind of legendary about his palate or lack of palate. All right, so we're going to taste it? Mm-hmm. Here, cooking. Woo! It's yeah. real hot. <laughs> real hot. Woo! Not enough to make me hiccup, but close. Not yet. That was only your first bite. That's true. Let's take another one then. That piece is called Bottling Hell, Remembering Mr. Murphy and the Spicy Sweet Daddle Pepper of St. Augustine, Florida. Next, I'm passing the baton to writer and historian Ryan Fertell. All right, this is Ryan Fertell with the Southern Foodways Alliance. I'm here at the Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson, Mississippi, and I'm here with the, uh, with the owner. Uh, Mr. Contouris, Jerry Contouris. Jerry Contouris owns and manages the Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson, Mississippi. The restaurant was started in 1935 by Jerry's great uncle who came to Mississippi from the Greek island of Patmos. What began as a hamburger stand eventually expanded into a full-service restaurant whose versatile menu once featured both Chinese food and soul food. The story of the Mayflower Cafe paints an important picture of the immigrant experience in the American South. Ryan Fertell interviewed Jerry about the history of his family business, the Mayflower signature dishes, and the decline of downtown Jackson. All right, so I want to ask a few questions about food. Let's start with the uh, with the comeback sauce. Can you describe for those who don't know what comeback sauce or dressing is, and what do you call it here? Comeback sauce. It's a sauce that Apparently, it's indigenous to the Mississippi area, founded by Greeks. Most Greek families, that family-owned restaurants in the Jackson area, have uh, this comeback sauce. How would you describe the taste of your version? And I'm not looking for ingredients or secrets, but how would you describe the taste? How it, maybe how it differs or what? They all have their specialized recipes. They all generally taste the same. As a general rule, the customers that come to the Mayflower say ours is the standard. What do your customers put it on, and how much do they consume when they when they really love comeback sauce? It's amazing what they use it on because I've seen people put it on French fries. They put it in their baked potatoes. I've seen them put it on rolls. I've seen them actually put it on our seafood. Of course, we put it on for the salads. It's amazing what people put it on, but... Uh, Everybody likes it. Let's talk about the seafood. I think it's it's what you're most famous for. Um, can you tell us how you prepare your seafood, maybe what the range of the seafood, the fish? Uh, my dad always uh, dealt in Gulf of Mexico saltwater fish. We do speckled trout, flounder, snapper, cobia, redfish, Gulf of Mexico saltwater fish. 
My dad came up with a special seafood sauce that is basically uh, margarine or butter, Worcestershire, and lemon juice with special seasonings. It doesn't really mask the flavor of the fish. It enhances it. Has the Mayflower always kind of existed with downtown because it's in the middle of downtown? Does it kind of live on downtown's business and how downtown is doing? The reason for our existence today is a lot of families that started coming to the Mayflower years ago brought their children. Now their children are having children. So those children are bringing their children. So generations of children have kept the Mayflower going. Being in the same location for over 70 years. So as families moved away from Jackson to the suburbs or to other small towns, they would keep coming back in? That's correct. Not only from uh, suburbs, but people that, that left Jackson and moved out of town, our surrounding states, even those people still come back here. They know to come back to this location because that's where we've always been. And we have somehow uh, survived. We survive in spite of downtown. What do you mean by that? Well, the degradation of downtown, people moving out of the city, going to the suburbs and so forth. Downtown is not even, uh, not even a minuscule of what it used to be. Why do you think the Mayflower has existed as long as it does? Or, or why do you think it means so much to the town of Jackson and the people of Jackson? It represents something that, that Jackson is proud of over the years, that something has existed and lasted as long as the Mayflower has. And I think they want to see it survive in spite of all the difficulties it, it encounters. That was Jerry Contouris interviewed by Ryan Fertel. Look for more of Jerry's interview in our Jackson's Iconic Restaurants Oral History Project. That's all online at southernfoodways.org. And while you're there, don't be afraid to poke around in the SFA archives, where we've collected over 800 interviews from across the American South. Also, the story we first heard about Daddle Peppers was originally produced for the Third Coast International Audio Festival Short Doc Competition. You may not think you're hungry. This show will change your mind. I didn't know I was thirsty. Ochrecast is the soundtrack for the Southern Foodways Alliance, bringing you the stories behind the food. The Southern Foodways Alliance documents, studies, and celebrates the diverse food cultures of the changing American South. If you're hungry for more, pay us a visit online at southernfoodways.org. I want to hear the story of how it came to pass.
okay? Awesome. All right.